What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Manscaped.com, promo code HAM, and SeatGeek, promo code HAM, NEs.com, promo code HAM, and BoxOfAwesome.com, promo code HAM. Now to the segment. As long as we've been doing radio shows, we've been talking about just comparative games, right? You don't have to be basketball guarding a guy for it to be comparison. We just get to watch you go head-to-head with another guy. And that's why, that's why wonder- I wanted Oregon in the playoffs against LSU so I could watch Herbert and Burrow at the same time. Yeah. Part of me wondered watching this game, is Jimmy kind of like Drew Brees? A little bold. <laughs> I think he's a lot different of a player. I wondered it. That wasn't my take. I just wondered it. Um, but he went toe-to-toe with him. I, I thought Breeze was incredible today too, though. That's part of what made part of what makes Jimmy's performance great is that Breeze was fantastic. Well, he was through five touchdowns, twenty nine of forty for three hundred fifty yards. He was remarkable. Like he was well, he was beyond locked in. Yeah, I mean three forty nine. They both had exactly three hundred forty nine yards passing. Really, the only blemish was a pick that Jimmy threw that did go off his hands, off Emmanuel Sanders' hands. Now, right. if you want, T's and O's. Could you nit? Could you nitpick a little? Like Jimmy threw a fastball and he was close. A little reach out, but hey, T's and O's, John. Yeah, tips and overthrows. Tips and overthrows. Emmanuel Sanders, I'm sure, saying, "I got to, you know, I, you, you touch it, you clutch it. Uh, if it hits hands, you got to come down. This is the net, this is the NFL, not high school. If it hits your hands, yeah. you got to catch the ball." Jimmy was fucking remarkable today. Like just his the way he carried himself. The conviction on throws, how accurate he was on all his throws. Uh, the major difference I'd say with him and Drew Brees is Drew ain't screwing around. So like, if his things aren't there, he will throw the ball away. Where Jimmy is not a big throw the ball away guy till like it's clear he's going to get sacked by seven guys. <laughs> but that also <laughs> leads to some sacks, right? Like there was, a, I'm looking at the box score right now. He has three sacks for 30 yards of losses. Yeah, I Drew has a couple zero. of them. There were, yeah. No, I know, but I'm just saying like he's going to end up in some sacks because part of yeah. what he does is what Drew doesn't do, and it's, I think, a consistent reason why over the course of time, Drew's going to throw four or five. T- they're going to win. If you play that game against, you know, 20 times, you score 46 points, your quarterback throws five touchdowns, 
you're going to win it, what would you say, 90% of the time? Especially when I say, well, the, other team, higher, the other team throws a pick, the other quarterback. quarterbacks. Quarterbacks that threw for 349, five touchdowns, no picks. What is the all-time record with that stat line? I'd say, yeah, 90% of the time you're going to win the game. It's It's got to be really high. But, I, you know, Jimmy was just, I guess, one of the reasons there was a fifth touchdown thrown is just by the wide receiver, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it felt like when they did that pass, like the offense was, you just needed it. You know, that was part of it. The Saints, they didn't need to do much trickeration today to score, I felt like. They just fucking ran their offense. The Niners were doing some like crazy end arounds. They were doing like reverse, you know, runs to Debo. They had double How passes. About that pass back to Kittle that got blown up. Yeah, where he's like tripping back into them. It's just, they were. I thought the Niners truly, and they should, right? They are, the Niners, like the development of the Saints, wouldn't you say, they're in full development. They're in the peak of Drew Brees' powers, even though he's 40 years old. They've been drafting for like five straight years to build this thing. Like, this is their prime. Like, they went into the season thinking they were defending number one seed, who got, they sued because they thought they got fucked to go to the Super Bowl. They were planning on winning the Super Bowl this year. Where the Niners, we were like, I think they're going to make the playoffs maybe a year away, but they're going to be good. The Niners threw the kitchen sink at them, and it worked. But it took the kitchen sink game for the Niners to win. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Because, you know, hopefully in a year or two, when the Niners have another another number one pick, another couple signings, they'll be at, like, the Saints where they can just run their stuff and be as the elite. You know, they and part of it's on the road, you know. They emptied the kitchen sink against, you could argue, the best team in the league, right? Them or the Ravens. I mean, coming into the game, I guess you'd probably put the Ravens. You'd argue the Ravens, I think, number one overall. But you definitely could. I mean, yes, you could say this coming in coming in this morning at 10 a.m. and the the Niners had emptied the kitchen sink on the road, and it was enough. Like I don't think you could ask for anything more. If I just told you at 10 a.m. on kickoff, the Niners are going to win by two points, it wouldn't have mattered if it was two to nothing or 48 to 46, right? Now, I think it actually is cooler the way it all played out. Like, it's more impressive with bodies going down, having to score late. I, I do think, though, at one point in time with just Jimmy and even Kyle, when they're up nine points, meaning you can it takes you multiple possessions to score nine points in football, it was borderline must win. Like, it was going to be a really, really big punch in the dick to lose that game being up multiple scores you know, eight and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter on the road right. where you played good and you've thrown the kitchen sink at them and a lot of the shits worked. But then with 50 seconds left, you went, wow, this is going to hurt. And that's where I think back to our original comment about it's great to be in these games. It's really impressive. But like it kind of gets hollow in, in, in pro sports when you don't win or lose. Yeah, that that's you're right. And I think we talked about this and maybe it was after the Monday night game that I said, I, I, I think it's clear to me at this point that Jimmy Garoppolo can play with the best quarterback. Like he's good enough to win you a Super Bowl. But today was like, these are the guys you have to beat. That's the type of team you have to beat. If you're going to win a Super Bowl specifically that it was him against breeze to me, took it to another level, right? It's one thing to have the game he had like coming back against the Arizona Cardinals. It's still the Cardinals, right? Yeah. He threw it for, 420 yards or whatever, but it's still the Arizona Cardinals. I, you know, I watched some of their game against Duck Hodges. Sneaky, not a terrible three-win team. No, they're, they're not ter- <laughs> But no, this I, is I, on the road I against know, the I know Saints. I mean, I know um, 
That's the stat, did you see the two stats? So, like, the Saints get the ball, their last possession, and the stat says 50, I think it was 50 fourth quarter comebacks for Drew Brees. In his career? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Jimmy gets it, and it's like, he's got five. Like, five? How many games? How does he have five? So, that was his sixth today. You know what's weird? It's not even weird's the wrong word, but... You, you kind of feel it when you're watching it. And I, I truly believe this now, just talking through this game. I think Drew Brees is almost underappreciated. You know, I, you know, I, I, I think you're right. I think when you factor in his longevity, I mean, ha- I would say that most people, and myself included, when you list the great quarterbacks of all time, most people would put like Steve Young ahead of him. How does Drew Brees, when you just factor in longevity, would they, na- would nationally, I don't see, I don't know if people would. You don't think nationally. so? I don't think people can, would. can you no, name I like don't. seven better all time quarterbacks than him. I mean, I think the conversation like we could like argue is Peyton Manning's like, career that much better than Drew Brees's. It feels um, bigger, but and better, but I don't know when you really probably dive yeah, into the numbers. I, mean, I, I think if we really put it out there, everyone we could there might be arguments, but you could agree like Brady, Montana, Peyton, Rod, Rogers, uh, Favre, Favre. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, again, like they're, they they felt like they the had guys. bigger impacts, but are we sure their careers were better? See, I would say oh, you go. I'd saying. say you right. go right off the bat. You go of the last. Let's go forty years. You know, not counting like the seventies guys. You go Marino, Elway, right behind Montana Brady, and then I think you kind of throw in Peyton, and then you got this group of like Young, Favre, Rogers, Breeze. And I go, could you make the argument that Breeze's career is better than you know Young, Rogers, Favre? I mean, he, they, all those guys are just well, one, I do one think Super Bowl guys. Yeah, you're also kind of talking. You kind of can make it two different conversations, right? Better careers or who's the better all-time quarterback? Say that one more time. Like, sorry, you can kind of make it two different conversations, right? Like Breeze's career is better than Marino's career. Yeah. But all time, who's the all time great? Whatever. The reason I thought about it today was there was a woman in a in like a t shirt and it had a picture of a goat with Breeze's number nine, and I was like, ah, that's a crazy. T-. And then I just stopped. I was like, I understand why they feel that way. Yeah, I, I would imagine in in Louisiana, in New Orleans, those guys will go to the map for Breeze because after you've seen, like you say, fifty career comebacks, eleven five touchdown games, like he just does this shit. Like it's not. And watching the game, and this is a little like Peyton Manning. I, I, you'd probably take if you got twenty-two-year-old Peyton Manning and twenty-two-year-old Drew Brees. I think ninety percent of people are taking Peyton Manning. Help! I wonder what Sean Payton would tell you if you were just drinking beers with him. But I do think when you're watching him, you go, "This guy is dominant. He is dominant like, at his craft." When you hear these other quarterbacks talk about him, I think like Steve Kerr tweeted this video yesterday about Larry Bird. Did you see that? He's like, I hope I didn't I hope all these watch the video. I hope all these young people it. understand. I did. And you watch every time you watch a Larry Bird video, you realize, well, I think people that the older generation revere him. But I think a lot of people, you know, he's a white guy, you know. And then you watch the video, but whenever you watch his peers talk about him, and when I say peers, I I mean Magic, Michael, and Dr. J, they speak about him like he's Jesus. Like they they, you know, like you stop them in their tracks when you ask. Dr. Dre, Dr. J, or Michael Jordan about Larry Bird or Isaiah Thomas. Like they, they look at him like as a, one of the best players they ever laced it up against, if not the best. <clears throat> and I think Drew Brees gets that level, especially from other quarterbacks and, and coaches, how much they revere him. 
Like ultimately, Kyle should want Jimmy to become a, a more buttoned-down version of what kind of Drew is with his playmaking ability. And that's, yeah. as time goes on, hopefully you can hone that in, right? I mean, Drew came into the league in 2001. Did, I remember going was to Was after Drew, his touchdown, to Purdue, they showed that clip of him kind of screaming? Or he was kind of getting into it with his offensive coordinator? I, I couldn't tell. I mean, it was after they fucked up the two-point. I, I guess they the didn't clip. fuck up the two-point, but it just didn't work. All I know is I went to a Purdue college football game with Breeze as the quarterback in, like, eighth grade. Did he win? Okay. Uh, I don't. I think he did. They beat. I think they beat Michael Bishop in Kansas State. Wasn't he the but, only guy before Johnny Manziel to throw back-to-back games like 400 yards against Nick Saban? I think there was a stat a while back when Johnny oh really? when Johnny lit him up for the second time. Johnny was the first guy since Drew Brees in like 99, 2000 when Saban was at Michigan State to light up a Saban's defense in college wow. football. I, I thought one thing, that's a great that, That's why I, I think part of this stat, victory, but. and I think it'll eventually, if the Niners can ever beat Seattle, it's like, God, you just beat Drew Brees when he was locked, you know? It's one right. thing to beat him like you guys, like Rodgers. They fucked up Rodgers that night. And it was sweet, and it was an ass whooping, but he threw for 100 yards. So it's like you just ruined him, right? You just destroyed him, which is, which is awesome. I mean, it's cool. I actually think it's cool when you win a game when you're going toe-to-toe like they did today. Yeah, because I think those games, like, are the Niners, are the 49ers really 29 points better than the Packers? I mean, they're clearly a better football team. Are they 30 points better? That's what I'm saying. Like, how? Like, it's, it's less real. Wasn't that, like, the worst game of Rogers' career, statistically? It's like, the, remember, <laughs> yeah. you rode me a stat. It was like, like, that's just not, that's an anomaly. Like, if you played them 10 times, that's going to happen once. Even if you beat them eight times. He's still going to throw in the majority of games multiple touchdowns, right? I, I'm One saying this I thought, is a compliment. Like it's it's actually yeah, yeah, more no, impressive I I, win I'm with to you. win when you're fucking getting lit up like a Christmas tree to find a way. One thing I thought Jimmy was great about on Sunday was not. Like he didn't really did he did he make one throw that made you go What are you doing? No. Mm-hmm. I thought there were times where there was a lot of pressure around him and like he he. He wiggled around to try and get that throw to use check, but he didn't do anything too crazy, like at I, all. I agree. I thought the t- I thought he was pretty but I thought he was pretty buttoned down. Best game as a pro. Don't even think it's close. Because yeah, I think when, when you no, factor in some you. of his best. other better games, like that, like you said, it was it's, at the end of the day, it's Arizona, and Arizona is one of the defense, best defense or worst defense in the league. Like this team on the road. When your team had no choice. Because I, I watched a little bit of the Kyle press conference. Kyle's like, yeah, we kind of owed the defense one. You know, it's time for us to step up. Like, they've kind of carried us all game long. So, yeah. I mean, if we – like, there have been some games when they were allowing, you know, opponents to score 10 – like, they've been averaging 15 points a game. Like, so it's on yeah. us. We're not mad at them. I mean, it's, shit happens. I, I saw some of that on Twitter. Like, oh, the Niners defense, they're not stepping up. Or I think they're fine. Like – Getting sliced by Drew Brees and Sean Payton is not an indication that you can't hang. I I also think it's just unrealistic to have in this modern day NFL, especially with the the Niners are missing some players. You're not gonna. Do you think we ever see like a Ravens type defense again? You know, like 01 or 85 Bears, like a defense that just start to finish of a season that you go, that's one of the best defenses I've ever seen. Because I don't think you can really play like that. Because a lot of that, those defenses are like body bag defenses. So it's like, 
Yeah, we ain't going over the middle against these guys. <laughs> like you hear some of these, like I'm watching Ronnie Lott, Ronnie Lott football life, and his opposing players would be like, "Yeah, you know, when coach would call me a slant and I saw 42 in the middle, I was like, yeah, well, I'm gonna run it out.' <laughs> you know, that, that, you don't hear really hear players talk like that anymore because they they have these things now that are called defenseless players. Did that exist like in '85 Bears? Have you ever heard of Bears? Forget like Dante Whitner. Yeah, Remember like, what a tough adjustment it was for those Niners safeties when it, when the rules started changing a little bit? Well, those guys were out of the league in like two years. It's like Dante Hittner. Like, uh. Well, it's like Rogers, like, we got to change that name. Dante Lover. You know, it's like, no, it's just, he's, he's a killer. Because that was really all he did. Like, he, he couldn't really cover. He could just hit. Was it him that, was it him that hit Pierre Thomas? Yeah, it was him. Hit, I mean, killed? It's Pierre, yeah, it's Pierre Alive. Didn't Pierre, did he join the Niners like four or five years later? Or was that another player? Well, it's, I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask because every time I hear Pierre Thomas, I think I think he's like some small running back. And then I watch that clip every time and he's kind of big. Yeah, they, they the small running back you're thinking of was a different guy. It was like Travis Cadet or Tavares Cadet. They, they've had a couple. Yeah, like, well, there's that guy. But I'm just thinking, to me, there's some Pierre out there that was a smaller back. And then every time I watch that clip, I'm like, oh, he was a tight end? Yeah, Shoulder he, pads are huge. Yeah, he was he was a big running back. They, they had. You uh, looked like a tight end. Well, somehow on my timeline, the Saints Niners playoff game got tweeted out. Remember well, Darren, yeah, Darren Sproles had some sweet runs in that game, and that was like the peak of Darren Sproles' power. He was a badass. They've I was they've had some sweet games, have they not? <laughs> I was just watching that those highlights, going like, how many guys are left from this game? And then you flip on like, there's Ted Ginn, there's Joe Staley, there's Drew Brees. Who else? I mean, Vernon's around, but Alex is around, right? Yeah, kind of. There, there aren't many. Hard but I just mean, like, you, I just watched that thing. I'm like, God, that, that was another era, and yet here's Breeze looking exactly the same. Oh, J- Jimmy Graham still around. Jimmy Graham, yeah. Yeah, not, not, not many. That, but doesn't that feel – I don't even know. It just feels like a game that we don't get as often, and every time we've got it, it's been like an instant classic. It feels – because, again, it feels, and maybe it's just part of New Orleans, it feels a little collegiate. Like, it feels really cool. You know, it feels it just, it, it feels bigger than just, like, Niners Rams. Like, I, I'm sorry, Niners Rams never feels as cool as it should. Like, when the Dodgers and Giants play, it feels cool. If the Warriors get good again and they play the Lakers, it feels big. Like, Niners Rams, I, I got news for you, it just ain't really a fucking rivalry. Because, really, the rivalry is much more Niners-Seattle and the facts would tell you that really hasn't been a rivalry either. That's been an ass whooping by Seattle. This game feels like I don't even know what the records are the last ten years whenever they played. It's probably, I guess there's the couple games where they got screwed. Remember with like Ahmad Brooks on a late hit to Drew Brees. They definitely won a couple regular season games. When the well, Niners Ahmad Brooks played. had a pass interference. Yeah, didn't Patrick Willis or Navarro Bowman have a late hit too? They got called and like oh. roughing the passer. So they've won a I'm couple regular the, season the, games in New the Orleans. Playoff game the Niners won. They got away with a pi. I thought oh, okay, in New Orleans. So I mean, it, it wasn't it, there. It, yeah, I I know. I remember for a regular season game in the Harbaugh era, it might have been the year You're after right. they played in the playoffs. Either a Mod Brooks or it was like Patrick Willis on a roughing the passer. Right. Yep. So they've won a couple games in New Orleans, but it, it just feels like an all out like a coin the ultimate coin flip game where you left and you go, God damn, that could have gone. I mean, the playoff game is an all timer. This honestly feels a lot like the playoff game, doesn't it? Like that playoff game, I vividly remember living with this dude in downtown Philly, watching that game just on my bed by myself. I mean, like, that's the fucking craziest game I've ever seen. I, I mean, I don't know if, obviously there wasn't as much on the line. I mean, that was to get 
to the NFC Championship game. So that game was more important. And that was the Alex, remember, the the quarterback sweep, and then they hit Jimmy Graham, and then Vernon Davis. It's just, it's still an all-time classic. This is an all-time regular season classic, though. Yeah. There's just in my less memory, on the by line. the way, that, that Alex Smith run in my head is always like a 70-yard run. But it, but it legitimately was like 40. Yeah. Because it was, I think, like my 37. Head, there in my were, head, that that play takes a minute and a half. Because weren't there a couple plays a day that on like sweeps, when Staley's pulling, the difference is there's no one for him to block, and Mozart or whoever's like on Staley's ass. Running or by him. <laughs> He's just got no one to block. There is nothing like when a DB is coming down and it's a guy way bigger than him. It's it's a coaching point. You just take out the guy's ankle, so you just create, uh, you know, you just create a car wreck. But it's mm-hmm. one of those you can tell the DB is like, oh fuck, I gotta do this, and you know, and he, <laughs> and he goes down, and you, you always like today it was Kittle, not an offensive lineman, but the, it usually goes viral when it's like, you know, uh, Tyron Smith decletes the corner. Well, yeah, no shit, that guy's 175 pounds. Remember, it happened to Honey Badger a few weeks ago. Well, and then Honey, uh, did you see Honey Badger's uh, tweet? Honey Badger don't care. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, well, geez, we'll say it. Trent Brown weighs 360 pounds. I would guess Honey Badger doesn't weigh more than two ten. He got de- he got destroyed on that play. But I give Honey Badger credit. You just full go and you just you get thrown. You know, it's like a wave that you know, like when a wave takes out like someone on the beach. That's what it, yeah, that's what it kind of looks like. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.